0: Radio. All right, all right, kid. You uh, you ready to do this? Uh, I'm happy to help you with these pitches. It's the, uh, you know, this is one of your first, uh, first kind of gigs with uh, Miramax. It's a lot safer here now. <laughs> we got our, uh, we got you, you. got your script ideas there. I, I got them ready to go, Mister. That's great. I got mine too. Let's, let's head on in here. All right, all right, uh, Cliff, Kevin. It's good to see you here. Uh, I uh, hear you guys got some uh, some ideas you want to pitch us. Let's uh, make it with the new because time is money and all that sort of stuff.
1: Oh boy, I'm really nervous. Okay, 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 okay. K- do you mind if I start?
0: You better get going, kid, because I mean, I really,
1: I ain't got time for this. You one okay. of you is gonna start talking, I'm gonna kick you out. Okay, 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 okay. I got, I got this great idea. So Stephen King just just put out this new book. Uh, I'm with you so far, th- 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 you know it's great, and we're gonna do. I figure a movie version and you know they're like they're like shooting like kids consciousnesses at uh, at a tower to knock it down. The hell are you
0: talking about? I think that's a, that's a pass on us. I I uh, want to relook at that book. I think Stephen King might have some head trauma left over from that uh that car accident he was in.
1: Oh, no one down.
0: Don't worry, kid. I got you here, okay? All right. Hey, all right, Roger. It's how you, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good there, Cliff. Let's hear what you've got. Okay, so Here's what I'm thinking here, all right? It's been two decades or more since they've done, get this, the Lone Ranger. I mean, you guys are coming at me with these Western pitches. I don't know what's going on. Look, can you you get anybody to be in this thing? Like, you know, some star power? I mean, it's a hard sell with the Lone Ranger. Um... I think we could probably get that uh Johnny Depp guy. He could probably do it. See uh he's going to be the Lone Ranger, you know? Uh, nice uh action vehicle for him. He hasn't done anything really like that in a bit. Nah, I think maybe he'd be like Tonto. He's he's a white guy. He's got range. Roger, trust me. Roger, we can do this. Cliff, it's a pass. It's a hard pass. What do you got, kid? Come on, keep Keep firing. Keep
1: firing. Cliff, I thought you had it. He's like a chameleon.
0: Okay. I I see. This the thing. The, the studios—they're all like this woke thing. I don't know. What people are talking about.
1: Oh man. Okay. Well, I, I got it. I got it. We do. Uh, we do a, a movie about um, uh, a, a game that everyone loves.
0: All right, so with you so far, like a video game, they're uh, starting to kind of come around again. The Rock did that Doom thing, it wasn't too half bad. Truth or Dare? What do you mean? You want to do you want to like remaster, re release that Madonna documentary?
1: Uh, I don't think we can I'm, get the rights to that, man. I mean, I mean, she she could be in it if she wants to. I, that's not what I'm talking about, though. I'm, t- I'm talking about like uh, like, uh, like they play the Truth or Dare game in the movie.
0: That that they did that in the Madonna movie is this oh. is this a documentary a road picture you're trying to pitch me here, kid?
1: No, it's deadly and it's a horror movie. Look, uh, you know that genre
0: right now is 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 you know it's 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 a it's a it's a real. Uh, money drainer. I mean, we couldn't sell it right now. You know, unless there's, uh, unless you can get David Bornez or, you know, someone from like, uh, I don't know, Buffy or something to be in it. I think we're going to take a hard pass on that one too, guys. Uh, do you got anything else?
1: We failed, we
0: failed. Ah, shut up, kid. This week We can pull this one out. Let's wait. I We can figure something out. I'm not going to let you lose your apartment. You just got here to Hollywood. I'm not going to let you lose this whole thing. We're going to save this, all right? All right, just listen. Just listen to your buddy Cliff here. Alright, Kevin, calm down. Calm down. Alright? Now, listen. I got this journal that Weinstein left behind when he took off in 2005. It's got this story about how he, you know, impregnated some chick by switching his jizz out with some other guys.
1: You know, when I pick a movie, that's when I'm on depression
0: question oh, always
1: come back to me what were they thinking now what's up everyone it is time it is time once again what were they thinking i'm still a little disturbed after watching this movie this is brendan love is in the air and this is nathan love is in the air and this is a, a special episode nathan because neither you nor i picked this film no no this
0: was this one was picked by my lovely wife patty uh as is our tradition over here in the the month of love february at what were they thinking
1: we do that for the for the first half of the month of February. Uh, Patty has picked this movie, and, uh, you know, this is the What Were They Thinking podcast where we talk about bad to questionable movies. I like to put the intro halfway into the show Somehow, uh, You know what? I I feel that
0: most most folks who are listening already kind of know the shtick, and <laughs> and uh, we're I, I don't feel we're, we're past the point where a new person would have switched off at this point. I mean, if they were going to switch off, they were going to switch off after the end of that intro. <laughs> what were they thinking? Were they talking about drywall or something? That was, that was a harrowing opening.
1: <laughs> the Switch is what we're talking about.
0: Not the Nintendo Switch.
1: And not the change-up, which is what I thought this was originally when you told me. And I was like, I think I liked that movie, but it's been a long time. And then I started to watch this and I was like... I, I think I've, so I didn't think I'd seen this, but then I think I did, and I just blocked it out of my memory, and I don't even think at the time when I watched it, I saw it as problematic as I saw it now, with modern <laughs> eyes. By modern, I mean 11 years ago. It is weird that Jason Bateman will be in a movie called
0: The Switch, and also in a movie called The Change-Up, which is a body switch comedy. That threw me completely off.
1: <laughs> so weird um but i mean this movie was moderately successful it cost 19 million dollars to make i'm assuming yeah. that's only because of the actors involved i'm guessing because there's there's some there's some some prominent current stars at the time and a few that were on the rise it, it made about 50 million so i mean it made its money back it was a moderate success made double its money back and a little bit more yeah Nathan weave us a tale of uh, the switch oh and okay. people you probably you're probably thinking to yourself, how can this like lightweight comedy from 2010 with Jason Bateman and Jennifer Aniston be uh, iffy at best? Well, well okay well
0: uh, unrelated to the opening, this is actually not based on a Harvey Weinstein journal entry. This is actually based on a, a, a short story called The Baster. Reason why it's called the Baster um, is because Jennifer Aniston um, plays Cassie. Cassie, okay. Yep, take your word on that. Who is uh, you know a single young go-getter in New York who who wants to have a baby but doesn't want to take all the time to you know get married and have the relationship and stuff like that. And hey, it's it's uh, 2010, and uh, you know that sort of thing can happen. At ease, uh, so she she's going like, to be artificially inseminated. Her friend Walter, uh, played by Jason Bateman, uh, he uh, takes a bit of uh, a, I don't know an affront to this, maybe uh, simply because he's you know he's got a crush on her and uh, and feels like you know that you know that maybe they should be a couple, but he just doesn't you know really do anything much about it because he's. He's a rather indecisive chap. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. Um, so, Jen Aniston, uh, Cassie, goes ahead with the plan to have um, the seed of one Patrick Wilson. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the seed. Roland. Oh, the Roland. seed of the Juan seed Patrick of one Patrick Wilson, <laughs> uh, the se- or the or the, the seed of Roland. Uh, so this could actually this could have almost been a, a gunslinger prequel. It's a <laughs> or a sequel. <laughs> oh no, or alternate timeline. But um, so yeah, okay. So she, she does it. Um, but uh, at the party that she has for this, which that is ridiculous. Jason Bateman uh, Walter switches out uh, the cup of of uh, semen, uh, and seven years later, when, because, you know, she gets pregnant, and I thought the idea was her being a young go-getter, is this she wanted to have a kid, her career, stay in New York, but not have to worry about the whole husband thing, no, she gets pregnant, moves back to the Midwest, seven years later, gets another gig with ABC, and moves back to new york and jason bateman uh walter uh, meets her son and is pretty sure that uh, that the the boy um is uh, sebastian is his son and he has to figure out how to tell jen aniston uh hilarity ensues and by hilarity i mean some really problematic and kind of creepy stuff
1: yeah, I mean, right off the bat, I thought Jason Bateman's character was really uncomfortable. <laughs> Even before that stuff happened, I was like, "Oh, he's a creep." <laughs> <laughs> there's, you know, watching this movie,
0: there's parts, there's, there's, I was all over the place with this. Uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, there was the version, there's old version of me who, who sympathized with him because, you know, he just, uh, you know, he. He felt, felt that he was friend-zoned, as they liked to say back then. There's also, looking at him and his behaviors, he clearly has some sort of spectrum that disorder that's not been diagnosed. Also... There's parts of me who are are they, they are also like you, or he's a, he's a creep, and you know he, this this movie, I'm pretty sure would you know have him in jail for some sort of rape or some sort of sexual assault because yeah he he switches he gets gets her pregnant against her consent. I mean, not, he doesn't like forcefully or physically rape
1: her, but I mean, it's still
0: the same outcome. So <laughs> yeah, outcome. Is this, <laughs> you know, oh it. shit! <laughs> it's not Elmer Fudd doing it to Porky Pig, so we can't joke about it, Carlin. No. Um. <laughs> anyhow, mm. that's that's basically the movie. So, oh, pitter patter, let's get at her, man, because yeah. this this is gonna be, you know, for something that's supposed to be lighthearted in uh, a rom com. This this movie is, is is harrowing in some parts. In fact, I'm just going to need a this one. There we go. Let's, it's
1: just to dull the pain <laughs>
0: of talking about this.
1: When I heard this movie was picked, um, I kind of thought, oh, okay, it's just like an easy breezy... Uh, light, like a beautiful light, cover girl? Yeah, yeah, beautiful cover girl. Uh, light you comedy. actually were expecting a Medea movie, weren't you? I, I Well, Patty's pick, I mean, I was sure that was coming. <laughs> 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 but I was wrong. Yeah. Um, Surprisingly, after what we covered last week. Um, (laughs) But yeah, and this movie starts, oddly enough, with narration from Jason Bateman, which we never really go back to... uh, Other like a couple more times, but it's... two other times, but
0: it does not run throughout.
1: Yeah. I I wrote that down because I wrote down the part of his speech where he says, we're always rushing around and late. I guess that's why they call us the human race. And you... (sighs) You think of other movies that, that use this,
0: you know, the, the, this device. Uh, the uh, best example I can think off the top of my head is The Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. We have Sam Elliott, like, narrating stuff throughout, filling you in on characters and things like that. It really, it's irksome when it seems like it's going to be something, then it's not for a long time. And then it appears ever so slightly, and then goes away again until the end. <laughs>
1: And it's like, that was pointless. Why did you do that? These are my best friends in the world, and here's a story. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now watch our travelogue in Paris. Yeah, oh, uh, Alone in the Dark did it, too. Oh, yeah. Started did. up with it and just dropped it off. Oh, I barely remember anything about that fucking movie. Anyway. That's good. <laughs> most people will block out dramas. <laughs> um, I remember most of Postal, though, unfortunately. Okay, start us out. What's <laughs> going on here? Jason Bateman walking around. Uh, well, he's walking around, and uh, right out of the gate, um, we
0: get to know that this movie is going to be really cutting edge, because n- not only are they body shaming in the opening credits, but there's all- they're also making fun of people with Tourette's.
1: Yeah, it was a weird way to start the movie. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we're really coming in hot here, because they have that guy yelling out, like, one of the, one of the lines he says is, fat peddling, hooker looking bitch. Yeah, because he's de-
0: he's describing you know he's describing the people who are around him in unflattering terms. Mm. But all the people he's describing around him in unflattering terms, ex- with the exception of of Walter, um or Wally. They call him Wally, don't they? It's Wally, yeah. Yeah. He's definitely um, Wally. He's definitely, well they, you don't want to Wally it up because he gets his name gets used as a verb a few times in As, as well it should. But other than him all the people this guy is describing are women, and yeah. as, I'm, as I as I watch this movie, and as things progressed with the whole friend zone thing, and Jason Bateman's character almost feeling entitled to being with Jennifer Aniston, I'm like, I think an incel wrote this
1: script. You 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 sent me that text I think yesterday and that mm-hmm. you, I was like you just summed up exactly what, what I thought when I was watching. <laughs> this. Like somebody who yeah somebody wrote that I would like to I mean I don't, I don't need to look up the writer maybe I'll find out later but um, I do I do uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like he served in the last presidential cabinet or something <laughs> or written it, he just, written by Stephen Miller <laughs> <laughs> well you know I'll I'll say this.
0: Um, not Stephen Miller, but, um, Mnuchin,
1: Mm.
0: big in the film production before he got into, uh, Trump's, he, he actually, it, it pains me to say he, he actually helped produce or executive produce. I can't remember which, uh, one of my absolute all time favorite movies in Bad Max Fury Road. Thankfully, he probably didn't have that much of a creative hand in it, but.
1: Well, no, it was
0: just, it was providing the money he invested in the movie to be made. And I'm, I'm glad that that happened it's just it it stings a little to know something that's so great
1: has something kind of awful attached to it i mean yeah it's like it's like when i enjoy a 90s miramax movie i'm like oh but in the background (laughs) right (laughs) goodwill hunting why couldn't you been made by fox (laughs) Um, You spoke about how this movie Opens with uh, body shaming And making fun of people with Tourette's It also opens with Jason Bateman One of the first things he does When he meets with Jen Aniston When Wally meets with Cassie When Wally met Cassie That should have been what the title (laughs) of the movie was Um, He shows her a picture of a close up Of his scrotum But Okay so that
0: While it might seem to be problematic we do come to understand quite quickly that they've known each other for quite some time and there's apparently supposed to be a real closeness there
1: now that okay so that take that for a second but then he has no problem doing that and she's obviously like oh i don't need to see this but then when she makes a comment about how her doctor said her cervical mucus is gorgeous jason bateman's like ew what Which, don't tell me that is one or
0: two things. It's either super lazy writing,
1: yeah.
0: or again, he is on the spectrum because he has. I, I find that his social cues are really off. Like as a person in this movie, as a character, the social cues are just gone out the window. He's he'll he'll send you a, a, a picture of a growth on his scrotum with the drop of, his hat, a, of a hat, but cannot hear the
1: term. Uh, cervical mucus. <laughs> sending you a picture of a scrotum at the drop of a hat. I <laughs> love it. The drop of a hat. Yeah. Oh, uh, and yeah, she tells him about her miss her mission to get some semen, right? The hunt for semen. Right. My favorite Alec Baldwin Sean Connery movie. <laughs> <laughs> not the hunt um, for red semen. Don't watch that one. That's that's not good.
0: And what I guess what what obviously the, this whole thing, this is the, the the first thing that we get is them having lunch, and she is telling him that she wants to have a baby she wants to get pregnant Mm -hmm. and my note is she doesn't have any like parents or you know uh siblings or any other close person that she'd want to tell this to it seems really out there that she's just telling this to to one of her guy friends who at this point i don't know that they're super duper close um but i feel like because she says she makes a point to say that you're the first person i'm telling it's like why wouldn't you, like, talk to your mom and your dad about it or, or you know, somebody else? Who's, or her friend who's Debbie,
1: played by Juliette Lewis?
0: Yes, in in a role that didn't make me rage, so good <laughs> good for Juliette Lewis. I'm not, not the biggest fan. She, I'm sure she's a sweet girl, but it's just, I find that I every mean, choice she takes is a coarse
1: one. I mean, she gets typecast a lot, too, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. She's it like, will, oh, she's yeah. the
1: flighty girl or whatever.
0: And she's I always find she's either she's
1: either flighty ditzy or just uh crude. Yeah. Crude and coarse. Um another gross thing I noted here was so they're on like the subway because Jason Bateman won't shut up about how this is a bad idea. And mm-hmm. and then he's like, wait a second, why don't you just what's wrong with my semen? And I'm like, No, 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 no. What what are <laughs> you doing? But not again
0: not something that would be on beyond the pale of of someone you know in that situation mm. and the I the reason the only one of the only reasons why i I, I think that and uh, the, it helps me one cope with this movie and uh, two if if that is the case and they are as close as they are as friends go um, she would that that she probably she wouldn't bat an eye at something like that. If she if she, if she knows he has like a diagnosis and he has terrible social cues, it's not beyond the pale for him to blurt out something like that and for her to be like, "Oh, no, I couldn't do that."
1: Yeah, I like how she pretends it's not the weirdest thing he's ever asked. <laughs> Cuz like, it may not have been. It may not have been. It's still a yeah, it's like, "You mind yeah. if I'm just going to be the father of your child?" Like that's not what artificial insemination is about, pal. <laughs> You don't. <laughs> yeah, and then and then Jeff Goldblum enters the film. Yes, who Jason Bay, who Wally also sent scrotal pictures to. Is he just sending pictures of his scrotum all over town?
0: I to
1: to uh, people who he considers close friends. Yeah. What I do you think? What do you it's... think this looks like? You think there's a lump there? Like what, what's he doing? <laughs> I I'm gonna say right now the biggest waste of Jeff Goldblum. Like he's just playing the guy to to be there. He's just playing. Well, he's his boss, and he's also playing like the best friend role to be like, "Oh, looks like you're in the friend zone." Almost like a a, a boss or a, a a man mentor. Yeah, a mentor, if you will. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Well, Wally, it seems like you're in the friend zone again." I'm like, "Is this really the best stuff we can write for Jeff Goldblum?" Oh. Well, I mean, it. it uh, Wally points out
0: that old Goldblum's been married three times, so he doesn't necessarily know if he should be doling out relationship advice.
1: There's also one point where we see Jeff Goldblum's wife for like a split second, and I swear to God, I thought she was like 17 years old. I Well, I think that's the, I mean, I think that's kind of the idea. They're one of yeah. the reasons why he, he's got the DiCaprio syndrome. It's like his, every- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> once you hit 25, you delete my number. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Every. Yeah. All the. Actually, I think almost all the guys in this movie are pretty much creeps. Actually, the villain in this movie, which we won't even like, I don't want to talk about too much until we get to him, might be the best person. I'm gonna say that right now. I okay. think he's a better person than the other two characters. <laughs> and he's not a great guy, but and then we meet Juliette Lewis playing the other best friend character. Yes. And she's like, "Why would you tell Wally?" And I'm like, "Yeah. Why did you tell Wally?" <laughs>
0: This is this is at her birthday party And she's supposed to be like Guys I have a, I have no dancing Juliette Lewis
1: Yes And they're at the party yeah. And I think one of the lines that made me laugh the most Is there's some like douchebag hitting on Jennifer Aniston He's like you know <laughs> they haven't really made An honest kickboxing film yes. yet And I said <laughs> yes they have It's called Kickboxing Academy it's It says k- what's more honest than a brother and sister Going to pound town <laughs> Gross I was gonna make a nice,
0: light-hearted reference to the film Kickboxer uh, Two, starring Sasha Mitchell,
1: and I ruined it.
0: <laughs> Honest as the day as long, Kickboxer yeah. Two. <laughs> this is where I, I figured the incel had uh, had written it because this is where, because this is the first time Wally really sees Cassie actively, I guess, interviewing for the lack of a better term. Uh, for possible donors and he gets kind of possessive so much so that he sends the guy to
1: Washington Heights to look to ask about sex and drugs. But how does he get her? Uh, how does he get him alone to give him that information, Nathan? Oh, he locks her out on the patio or the balcony because they go out to talk or discuss a
0: little bit. Um, he's like he he's talking like, oh, the guy's married. And, you know, he's lying to you about it because you can see the tan line. Like, he's being he's being all uh, monk about it uh, or psych, uh, depending on which USA uh, weekly detective show you watched. Um, and then when he goes inside, he locks her out on the balcony, then goes in and tells the guy who's destined to make Kickboxing Academy 3 um, <laughs> that... that he should go to Washington Heights, this place, this address, uh, and ask, uh, because that's where she's going. Uh, because she really wants to have sex, and she's going to get a lot of drugs. So go ask about sex and drugs at, at this place. And we find out, yeah, she's he sent him to Washington Heights. Because Harlem, at this point, was far too gentrified.
1: <laughs> also, this guy is a fucking idiot if he believes Wally. So he believes Wally. Cause, but like, to look but at like him, that's what I fucking mean. Like, idiot. he's a he's a fucking like beyond the realm of stupid. He's like this girl oh, yeah. is just she, talking she's, to. She's definitely not. If she if he hadn't done it,
0: and this guy had actually managed to get around to, to being with uh, Cassie, she would not be getting the quote unquote killer sperm that um that. She wanted when they were talking about it in the uh, the subway, and even um, Wally at the time has this real Beverly Goldberg type uh, anecdote for Jennifer Aniston or Cassie, in, in the, where he's like, you know, I heard about this girl who thought she was getting a Harvard educated, and it turned out her, uh, her the sperm actually came from a homeless man,
1: and and then and, and
0: she rightfully
1: says, you didn't you didn't read that anywhere. You're just making this up. And I think she also tells him to get lost basically, right? There's like, "Leave me, we need to be apart," I think for a bit.
0: No, no, that that, happens at, that that happens after this, yeah. Yeah. She they she does say a couple of times at the first of the movie this thing that I thought I was going to be I was like this is going to be pounded into my head and I'm going to hate this saying by the end of the movie, but luckily I only heard it twice that life was in session. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, because she gets quite upset about him uh doing this And says that um, we need a timeout. Mm -hmm. Actually, is what she says.
1: And and then then of course we get um, you know the very necessary Jeff Goldblum character being like, "What does it even mean? What's a timeout, Wally? Friend zone? I'm eating a chocolate bar on a treadmill. I'm eccentric. (laughs) (laughs) I love Jeff Goldblum, but I'm just going to overstate it. He's his like give him something to do. It's just they did. They gave him a check to cash." Uh, it's just such a boring character.
0: <laughs> um. So, uh, I'm I'm guessing weeks, maybe months. I'm not sure. Go by. The, Wally comes home one day and he's got a bit of mail. And uh, it, in the in the mail is an invitation to her insemination party. Uh, that's filled with little sperm confetti's. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, that's not a thing. I'm pretty sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, like I thought about that. and I was like, is that like the most like hippy-dippy thing. Like, is, is, is that... Has that ever happened? I'm sure it's happened, right? I don't know. I see. That's the thing. Like,
0: I don't... I don't know. Because when they actually get there and they they show that the doctor who's there, uh, it looks like... You know, he he looks like he'd be colleagues of that, uh, that former doctor of Trump's who recently passed away.
1: <laughs> oh, did he pass away recently?
0: Yeah, but... It's, well, I mean, this is in Feb, so... A couple weeks ago. Oh wow, I didn't know. Yeah, no, it was well. I mean, a few other things were happening at that time, um, so yeah. you, you would be it would be it would be understandable if it had flown under the radar. There was a bit of an insurrection or an attempted one, anyways.
1: Yeah, the news was a bit top heavy that week. Um. it
0: really really was um so yeah i
1: don't think it's i don't think it's a thing um no and that know, doctor by the way is blazed out of his mind at this party and he's yeah. about to perform uh, like an insemination yeah it's
0: a medical procedure that i don't feel is something that's done in someone's you know uh, apartment on the lower east side no you know it's it's something that is done in a clinical setting because it, you need Things to be sterile. You need to lay uh, out except that for the, except for the sperm.
1: Then that should not be sterile. <laughs> you need to lay. You need to lay out that tissue paper, right? Wear those like uh, assless uh, um, skirts or shirts or whatever. The Johnny are. shirt. Yeah, there we Johnny, go. Johnny Johnny shirt. Yeah, Johnny shirt. Wally shirt. So
0: Wally's not. Uh, he he's he's there. He goes to the party. Um, probably out of. I don't know. I don't think it's a sense of obligation because I think he obviously he's got real feelings uh, for her. And he, I think he sees this as her olive branch for them to, you know, be friends and start talking again. Yeah. So he goes there again, knowing full well what's going to be going on. Um, so either, you know, in a situation like that, you either say, no, I'm sorry. I have deeper feelings for her and I don't think I can go along I don't feel like I could stand by with this and, and not keep my mouth shut, so I won't go. Or you say to yourself, you know what? I love her, and if that means uh, she's not in love with me, I can still support her, and I will be there for her. You do one of those two things, okay? That's what you do. You don't do what Wally does, because no. the Wally, what Wally does next is quite harrowing. Well, so, yeah. He goes to the party, which is, of course, adorned with tons of uh, uh, fertility statues, because it was direct, it was, uh, the party was decorated by um, <laughs> Debbie Epstein.
1: <laughs> yep. No relation. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> Although, if we're talking about the person who wrote this movie, who knows? So,
0: when he gets there, he asks her what's going to be, and how's this how this is all gonna go and and debbie's kind of laying this out to him and saying that yeah we're gonna have a party and we'll talk and lose some guests and then then she's gonna go back in this back room with this baster and and he's she's got like a turkey baster which i'm guessing this is where the the title from the short story comes from Mm -hmm. and shows she's gagging on uh wally because you know like "Eh, no there's a doctor here he's right over there oh you mean the one doing bong rips okay And then she slaps Wally about the face with the baster
1: like she's cracking him in the face with a, you know, well, a penis. Yeah. Yeah. And then Wally meets the donor, uh, Roland, played by Patrick Wilson, who I got to say... Would have been... Actually would have been a really good Eddie uh, in The Dark Tower, not a Roland. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that... um, I I don't think I'd seen Patrick Wilson in a lot of comedy and watching this movie, I'm like... Man, Patrick Wilson has some solid comedic timing. What about Hard Candy? He was in that. Um, yeah, hilarious, hilarious, hilarious <laughs> film. It's so funny. My favorite part was when he got his balls cut off. So oh, really? Hilarious. My favorite part. My favorite part was at the end when he hung himself. Yeah, that was that was a, a true comedy of errors. <laughs> she tricked him. I'll tell you, he really thought Ellen Page was somebody else. <laughs> Uh but yeah no he, he has like some pretty good timing and I I like that one joke where he's like I feel like the prized hog. Yes, well <laughs> because every all the girls are, you know, checking him out.
0: We find out that he's he's doing this um because him and his wife um need the money. Because he he's like he teaches like a a a, a what was it a, a feminist literature course. Yeah. He teaches like one class at, at a university, so And she's, like, a public school teacher, so they're not making a ton of cash.
1: Just realized too, if this is truly, like, written by an incel, of course the villain is teaching a feminist literature course, right? (laughs) Right. Like, (laughs) ooh, what a weirdo. (laughs) All those feminazis. (laughs) Oh, God. It's
0: a term I haven't heard in a while.
1: (laughs) Welcome back to the Rush Limbaugh Show. Uh, My sponsors (laughs) currently are, uh, well, looks like they all dropped out. (laughs) Goodbye forever. (laughs) So as he's
0: he's kind of talking um uh Debbie comes in and, and puts a viking helmet on him. I'm I'm guessing again to f- f- represent f- fertility mm-hmm. and they they take him off uh to the the old five knuckle shuffle uh so that uh Jenna Aniston will have um you know some seed mm-hmm. uh, as she likes to say in this movie in a no- not a creepy way at all. It's really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, um and then I think uh,
1: Juliette Lewis, uh, Debbie, uh, drugs, uh, Wally. Yeah, well, she well she gives it to him. She's like, here, take these, like, fucking pills. And Wally's just like, okay. Which, by the way, that doesn't really go with Wally's character, does it? I don't think he would just be like... I think he would have to study that for ten years before he took it. <laughs> well, no, because... I. Well, here's the thing. Like, I would have... If I were shooting this
0: movie... Um, You know, I would obviously, I would have changed my name to Alan Smithy, but, um, this, the way this would have, could have worked is if, cause she gives it to him at first and she says it's, it's herbal, Hmm. meaning that it's, it's probably, he would then think like, it's just some, you know, uh, I don't know, St. John's ward or a ginkgo biloba or something like that. Right. He pops it and then she says that, um, yeah, I got it from my, uh. I got it from my my mother, but it might as well be pharmaceutical. So I take it to think that she gave him like a high dose um, uh, marijuana capsule because he then becomes a little inebriated. He talks to uh, he talks to Cassie and they kind of make up. Uh, she puts on her midsummer crown oh, yeah, she and sure then does. goes to leave. <laughs> I saw that. and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so, of course, um, she goes off, uh, what he thinks to go off to do her, um, you know, do her business, but I guess not, because they go out to do the uh, the big speeches and stuff, uh, he he, yeah, cheers, uh, he clinks his glass on a, 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 a boobtacular fertility statue, mm-hmm. realizes he's gotta pee. And then um, high as balls and, and drunk as a skunk,
1: goes into the bathroom and uh, uh, finds Roland's deposit, which I mean, they probably should have put that somewhere hidden more. I think that was that was right there on the wall. <laughs> on the cabinet there's hey okay. there's drunk people at that party, yeah. Nathan. <laughs> Again, clinical setting.
0: I feel that this would probably put into some sort of uh, refrigeration unit. I don't think it would have. I don't think it would be uh, like of any use just sitting there. No, it it would not be left just out. Yeah, you know, in 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 for anybody to grab a hold of and start going.
1: (laughs) And just left, he went in. It was just slathered on a newspaper. (laughs) Patrick Wilson's like, you could just scoop that off, right? Yeah, just just scrape it off the penthouse that I used. <laughs> so, yeah, Wally's like playing with the jizz. <laughs> Wally, Wally and the jizz. Wally, Wally and the jizz.
0: <laughs> and I don't know for some reason he he's 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 playing with it near the faucet for reasons. The movie has to happen, right? Somebody startles him. He drops it into the sink. Because he's like, ah, oh, someone's in here, and of course now the uh, the sample is ruined. Um, and uh, well, you know, what's he? Uh, what's what's a guy to do?
1: But he's got to he's got to replace it. I okay. Eh. <laughs> what's a guy to do? Hey, Roland, we're gonna need a second sample, buddy. <laughs> uh, well, that's. That's just it. He's so
0: he's so neurotic, and he's now just getting back onto the, the good side of his friend. But and again, he is also quite inebriated. That all of those things are piling up, and he immediately thinks, "Well, the only thing I can really do is uh, just replace it and and hope the first one doesn't take." Because uh, here's an interesting tidbit, because it's a tidbit that's interesting. It's
1: an interesting tidbit,
0: right? Oftentimes, with uh, artificial insemination, um, the first uh, you know couple times might not necessarily take. Yeah. It's
1: it's actually a very common thing. I mean, inebriated it's... as he is, that does not get him off the hook.
0: No, it doesn't. But I feel that um, that some of the the things that happen within the movie about the actually that that first one taking um, is a little far fetched too because mm-hmm. the the cup that he deposits his you know seed into uh it would have been quite tainted by the uh the New York tap water that would have been all through it um and and that sort of thing um so it, yeah i don't think that the specimen would have been um all that viable but yeah, you know, like you said the movie's got to happen yeah um and ha- oh and how does the movie happen because there's not a whole lot of magazines and stuff in the uh, in that
1: in that uh, bathroom, so old Wally's got to crank one out to Diane Sawyer. I gotta wonder if Jason Bateman ever appeared on like The View around this time to promote the movie. I don't know if she was on. No, she's on Good Morning America. Yeah, Good Morning America. If he appeared, because yeah. you know he probably did, because they do interviews with like you know promoting their latest projects. And what Here's if he was? The thing just, though, like- if they if they
0: used if they used um, they used her picture and they actually used clips of her hmm. uh, later in the movie. So I feel that she would have at least had an, an inkling of knowledge as to what was going on because I they would have had to get permission. For using her likeness in the
1: movie. Oh, for sure. I just think the interview could still have come very awkwardly. <laughs> so then, um, when I when I when I jizz into the cup uh, because I look at uh, nice pictures. Oh, what pictures are you looking at, Jason? Uh, oh, newscasters. I masturbated to you. <laughs> various various uh, journalists from across the uh, across the years. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. Oh. So he, he he replaces uh it with his jizz. And then apparently yep. Jeff Goldblum fires, doesn't fire him the next morning.
0: Well, actually, I got a note here uh, because he goes to work the next day, hungover uh, as all get out. And he you see him on the elevator looking like absolute hell. He steps out of the elevator, quietly or calmly throws up into a trash can and then proceeds to go to work. And I have the note. Been there, fella. Been there. Uh, Jeff Goldblum basically says that you showed up at my place at like 3 in the morning, ranting and raving about um, the, about Vikings and trades and stuff like that. Yeah. And it took them a really long time to make a Diane Sawyer joke, which <laughs> I, was, I was like, man, how come I have it? Oh, there it is. There's the Diane Sawyer joke. <laughs> I knew it was coming.
1: Yeah, and and Wally is like, well, that all sounds crazy. I can't remember a thing. I'm sure it's nothing. Anyway, I'm going to go see Naked Hamlet now. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And we go back to the voiceover at this point, right? Because that's when uh, Cassie is like, listen, I'm moving back to the Midwest. Yes, because she reveals to him that that she's
0: pregnant. Again, we get no real idea of the passage of time. It has to have been weeks, right? Well, I would ta- I would say it would have to have been um a couple. Yeah. Maybe a, a, a week at least because, you know, she would I feel like if she was pregnant, she would have got the symptoms first and then she goes you would go to the doctor for a legitimate test. So you're looking at about two kind of a two week turnaround on that. And I'm surprised um, that this And is- most most women, uh, I will say this, are advised not to to kind of mention about it until you're through the first couple of months almost because things are can be really touch and go in the first few months of pregnancy. The narration is back uh, for a short time, and as any true considerate uh, good friend uh, does for someone, she bought him a dog before she left,
1: which would have been fine if if that if Wally yeah, wouldn't have no. It would not have. No, I'm saying it would have been fine if <laughs> Wally actually was a person that could care for something else. I would have a real hard time buying a, a a pet
0: for somebody who is not living in my house.
1: I mean, I think it'd be different if the person was like, man, I really want a pet. That is different. Wally is not like that. No, that's what I mean. It's weird in this movie because it's like this, <laughs> this hateful guy doesn't like anything. Like, why would you give him a pet? So, I don't think he's... Uh, I
0: don't think it's so much that Wally's hateful is just that that he is um, he's neurotic and pessimistic.
1: Oh, do you mean like in the next scene where he goes on a date with a girl and his like whole rambling joke starts off like real funny, like, oh, maybe we'll do this and we'll do that. And then gets super dark when he talks about like, then I'm going to just be in a hotel masturbating and speaking to women that are way too young for me.
0: Yes, I I actually have it as the uh, um, their Norwegian exchange. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's super dark, it's so really, dark. really dark. And she's like, uh, mm, "Bye." <laughs> yeah, it was at this point that um, uh, Patty noticed uh, Jason Bateman's Owen Wilson esque nosed. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> just the tip. Yeah, just a little break. Oh, just, just, just a tip. The, God damn it. <laughs> Um, And then we don't really spend a lot of time... Um, between her leaving and her coming back because then I guess it's like seven years later and she's like, hey, calling up Jason Bateman, like, I'm coming back to New York and, you know, I've got my kid now and he really wants to meet you. He collects picture frames. Isn't that weird? Isn't it weird that he's a weird kid? Hmm. Oh, the,
0: also, he says, Could, should I get him like a, like a little basketball or something? And she goes, he's not that athletic, just as he is missing the uh, the shot uh, for the crumpled up paper into the into the waste bin. I,
1: I got to question some of the things in this this movie thinks are hereditary too. <laughs> well, yes, there are a lot of things that this movie uh, would
0: get wrong if we're just talking on a straight hereditary uh, thing. Uh, and there's not a whole lot of uh, there's not there there hasn't been a whole lot of looking into as to whether how hereditary an autis- autism spectrum disorder might be. Mm-hmm. But if it is indeed hereditary, some of the things that the kid does would definitely could definitely be chalked up to that. But I don't
1: think they would be so specific as to be like they're exactly the same as your father. That that's that's what I mean. Like, there's literally a thing yeah. that Jason Bateman like moans when he eats, and then the kid yeah. does it too. And I'm like, I don't think that's passed down. <laughs> no, it, it, like it could
0: definitely be a situation where uh, the kid uh, really likes his food and the the textures or the flavors or something are just uh, extra for him. Um, But I don't think it would be a situation where he would be going, "Mm -hmm," just like the way Jason Bateman's character does. He might just be like, mom, mom, this, this, this rice is really, really good. It's really, really good rice. Yeah.
1: You might act it out a different way. That's the thing. They do so many things that are like identical. And I'm like, okay, movie, calm down. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know... It's because the movie's nudging you, being like, Huh? Eh? Huh? Eh? Maybe it's his kid, huh? We already know. We all watched the trailer movie.
0: We we watched the trailer. Oh, and we watched what he did at the first. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we knew before the goddamn thing started. Yeah. Um. So,
0: But, I mean, the idea, obviously, is supposed to be kind of nudging him towards it, too, because he still doesn't apparently remember doing what he did that night. Right. Well, and then the next shot, we show
1: her guiding him to the table. <laughs> We gotta get this in one Get this in one guys uh, He wa- She wasn't even looking at the character I don't care cut Go. Keep going We've only got 19 million dollars And we spent all of it on our leads We are shooting in New York And we need to get this done <laughs> I'm Jackie Mason For some reason Wait a second Why is Jackie Mason directing this movie He's such an old man <laughs> ah, It's kaput It's gonna be great You're gonna love it uh, You know what Jackie Clint Eastwood's still doing it He's like 98 years old You're good you see <laughs> no we, we meet um the the kid sebastian who tells at one point tells who us, is a morose motherfucker right here smells like someone shitting his cereal bong <laughs> he tells a horrific story about ducks having holes drilled in their throats and food shoved inside yeah. because they're about to eat a duck that uh wally pays for like 85 dollars he,
0: he he called earlier to have it prepared so uh, and the kid says I can't eat the duck and I didn't need his explanation because I know why he can't eat ducks because ducks are awesome and you shouldn't eat ducks. I've never had I, I've never had duck. I I haven't either. And I don't plan on it because ducks are amazing <laughs> and I feel that I, like one of the only times in my life where I feel like if I ate a duck, I am really running the risk of being doomed to hell for all of eternity because they are quite possibly nature's perfect creature.
1: Wow, I didn't... Ducks are amazing. I did not expect this take on ducks on this podcast. Love ducks. <laughs> love ducks. I mean, are you saying you don't love other animals that we eat? Uh, I, I, I don't love them anywhere near as much. And I don't think they're anywhere near as awesome. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. So yeah, then they kind of settle. Like He's like, I'll just eat rice with soy sauce. And Jane Anderson's like, no, no, it means he likes you. That's his way of liking people. (laughs) Um, How does he know? I wrote, I hate this kid. I really hate this kid. Yeah, he's, yeah. How does he know what a lesbian is? (laughs) Because then his mom, like, Jane Anderson is like, he thinks I'm a lesbian. It's the cutest thing. Uh, it's 2010. I mean, I guess he's seven years old. I don't, like, is she telling him what lesbians are? She's a pretty, um, progressive mom by,
0: by all takes, uh, everything that we see in this movie. So it's not beyond the pale that she would, she would be upfront about that sort of stuff.
1: So she gave him his film education by them watching like blue is the warmest color or some shit. No, I think they probably ended up watching uh, Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> At least watch Bound, for God's sakes. <laughs> Gina Gershon and Meg Tilly. Jennifer Tilly. Oh, Jennifer yes. Tilly. Oh, Meg Tilly. Good Lord. <laughs> From Masters of the Universe? <laughs> oh, I don't know where... Hey, no, that's Meg Foster. Oh, Meg Foster. Who the fuck is Meg Tilly? <laughs> <laughs> we have the best... Film podcast oh. Who the hell is Meg Tilly <laughs> I don't know who that is I thought that was Masters of the Universe know? <laughs> oh well Meg uh, Tilly If you're out there Get at us on Twitter Get at us on
0: Twitter Donate us Like You know Wyoming
1: <laughs> Meg Tilly Check out our Patreon <laughs> Come on You know You can pick a movie you Tell us to watch one of yours <laughs> and yeah, And if you could tell us What you've been in That would be helpful too Oh, Meg Tilly was oh she's married to Call Oh, she was married to Colin Firth. Sorry guys. <laughs> she was in the big, the big chill. Big chill. She was in the big chill. <laughs> yep, and Psycho 2. Oh, we could cover that one. Alright, Meg Tilly. Oof. Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So after that nonsense. <laughs> Cassie tells uh the charming story about what how she explains uh how Sebastian was born uh to him when he asks. Oh yes, the what is it? She calls it the. Uh, she says she says mom seed father. Yeah, she says mommy went to a stranger and asked very nicely if she could have some of his seed, and then she planted it in her belly, and then Sebastian came out. I'm like that's horrifying. <laughs> no, if you'll excuse me, we have to go chase him down in an Apple Store. Yeah, he just goes in and and Chase <laughs> Bateman is like, uh, he just went in that store that you told him not to go in. She's like, it will be fine. No, actually. She- Oh, he does that. Yeah, and this is where she meets, after they have their conversation, she finally meets with uh, Roland, I guess, Patrick Wilson.
0: Yes, and this is actually probably the most unbelievable portion of the movie that someone divorced um patrick wilson let
1: alone cheated on him with i do like how he uh speaks about it in a roundabout way he's like i'm not going to talk about it i'm not going to talk about how i can never look at a pilates instructor the same way again because that's who uh, my wife cheated on me with i'm not going to talk about it (laughs) yeah like again i think he's i think he's the best part of the movie I, i do like patrick wilson and he
0: is he is absolutely portrayed as as the villain in this movie, for the lack of a better term. <laughs> yeah. And he is it's another situation where I've uh, uh, watching these movies back, um, not just this movie, but other movies where guys like him are, are portrayed as the villain, and absolutely unrightfully so, mm. because the guy. Okay, first of all. Uh, he he didn't uh he he hasn't been carrying a flame for Jennifer Aniston or Cassie forever um they were just kind of having coffee and she seemed to take an interest in how he was doing and their relationship grew out of them doing stuff and 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 uh, sharing their feelings and he fell for her really hard, maybe a little too quickly because uh, as they note he hasn't even been separated or divorced a year. I think it's like two and a half
1: months, they say later.
0: Because, yeah, because at one point, I I think someone says he started this month, he started this year married to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He
1: confides in that to Wally later.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I feel that uh, of all the characters who are in this movie, he's probably one of the most sympathetic and he's held up to be. Like the the bad
1: guy. Yeah, I mean, he's not like a great guy, but like, yeah, he's definitely not as aggressively incel as <laughs> Jason Bateman. I
0: I actually feel kind of bad for him because there's parts in the movie where he actually wants to connect with uh, Sebastian because you know uh, him. I guess him and his wife that did, didn't have any kids, and uh, he wants he kind of wants this relationship to to keep going. As well as he as it has been going and he wants to have some sort of connection, but he can't quite figure it out because he's looking. I mean, he apparently has a very uh, neuro uh, neurotypical life uh, and does not really know how to connect with a kid who could very possibly be on the spectrum.
1: Yeah, and uh, exactly. And to the movie's credit, I will say they don't make him into a total villain. Like they present him as the villain, as the antagonist, but they don't make him like a total raging asshole.
0: No, and even when even when his undoing happens, I think one of the things they say, one of the first things that is said is, "I'm really sorry about this." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: uh, but he so. does look at the picture of uh, Sebastian says, "Wow, huh? I see a lot more of me in him than you." Because he's just a dunderhead. He's, he's a dumb guy. He's, he's, he's a bit of a, yeah, he's a bit of a, a flake. Yeah. But he's a lovable flake. I mean, really, when you get right down to it. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I do like, uh, so they have their conversation or whatever. they hit it off. And then I like the bit where Wally is hanging out with the kid. And he says, like, he talks about how he has hypochondria. And then when he describes that it's like the fear of having, you know, disease diseases or whatever, yeah. Sebastian says, oh, my God, I have that. That's a pretty good right. little bit there.
0: Yeah, and then of course they 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 stand and walk the same. Which I mean, he's got to drive that home, right? Do you get it? Huh? Huh? Do you get it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I was kind of upset at this next point because they actually talk. Uh, Sebastian confides in Wally about a bully that he's got at school at his new school, and saying that the kid knows. He tells him that he knows karate and stuff, and. um <laughs> While he tells him, "It's like next time, it's like just just act crazy, like that. Uh, you don't give a what, did he, say? what? he says. He says you like, don't give a fu- funyan, a funyan. Yeah, that's it. And I was like, he's like just be absolutely crazy. And I was like, come on, just just please, just just say it. And he never says it. I really wanted to say something along the lines of just you know he might know karate, but you know crazy."
1: Owen you know, Wilson. Never Owen Wilson wasn't here to say it. Is this is this too? Where um, so he's kind of hanging out while he's kind of hanging out with uh, uh, Cassie. Well, no, actually, he the, the next thing that drive
0: home the whole he's probably no. your kid thing. When he's going home on the bus,
1: and some random lady's like, he look, he's like a little version of you. He looks just like you. He's like, it's not my son. He's yeah. like, she's like, mm, whatever you say. <laughs> But yeah, no. There, when he's hanging out with Cassie after this, there's a moment where uh, Wally and Cassie are like looking at old photos, and and we find out she loved CNC Music Factory. <laughs> yes, that too. But also, when they see the photo of her in like bunny ears, and Wally is like, "That was a mistake." And I'm like, "On what planet is that costume a mistake for Jennifer Aniston, sir?" <laughs> like he said it like it was like what a wardrobe faux pas (laughs) and
0: and she's actually like oh and there you are of course in no costume whatsoever
1: yeah (laughs) yeah i'm like well you don't deserve anything in this movie if you can't see that that is not a mistake she wears it well
0: now This is when things start to unravel. Uh And of course, just like everything else in life, uh, anytime anything else just starts to unravel, it starts with the Diane
1: Sawyer erection. Again. Which is also going to be the name of my next band. (laughs) The Diane Sawyer erection. I want to find that Good Morning America interview.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So he starts to kind of remember now because he can't understand why he's getting the boner to Diane Sawyer. (laughs) I mean, because he's human? Right? Even Jeff Goldblum's character's like, Oh, I always, always found her quite comely. <laughs> that that perfect ivory skin. And I was like, oh, Stop it, Jeff Goldblum!
1: Now Jeff Goldblum is giving me a bona. Because <laughs> he's talking about Diane Sawyer. Oh, sorry. I just accidentally did my new character, Mark Wahlberg, watching the Switch. He's <laughs> always giving me a raging bona. What's <laughs> <laughs> Where's Ryan Reynolds? I thought Ryan Reynolds was going to be in this I mean I'm pretty hot But can you imagine if Ryan Reynolds was also in this?
0: <laughs> I probably would have had to stop watching Because you know I would have lost interest after Climax <laughs>
1: Mark did you already Climax? What? No
0: <laughs> uh, So yeah he starts This is where he starts figuring it out Um, And uh, he goes to Goldblum And Goldblum actually says to him about the whole Diane Sawyer thing, he's like, "Why didn't you tell me that seven years ago?" He's like, "What? You were crazy. You were out of your mind. You were drunk." Yeah, we were only thirty. We were only thirty minutes into the movie. It's like, did you have access to his ingredients? <laughs> Which is an actual phrase that is uttered a few times in the next bit of an exchange. Ingredients where he he does have, or he does, where Jason, where Wally does admit that he had access to. Roland's ingredients oh, I
1: never want to hear described like that again <laughs> <laughs> That's worse than just saying Jizz or cum <laughs> you, 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 it's, oh. it's just
0: Start relabeling shit on like <laughs>
1: Man, Girl takes a massive amount of Ingredients to the face <laughs> Girl swallows entire Contents of ingredients Ingredients all right, we're getting into a real, a real misogynist in, area here. In, I think we should ingredient kissing montage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, why do I drink? <laughs> so Jason David, uh, he realizes that this this has happened, and he has to he has to say something. He has to tell the truth, which is one of the few times where he does the altruistic thing, mm. um, or uh, attempts to, anyways. Uh, Jeff Goldblum rightfully says, You should probably talk to a lawyer first. Um, because as we described earlier, pretty sure what he did is some sort of um you know I don't know, misdemeanor, felony, sexual assault, at the very least. So but he doesn't do that. He goes over um to her place to to tell her this and we find Sebastian watching all the T V. Yeah, just flipping. <laughs> and it it it's it's weird because it is it's a thing for this kid for you know his as far as his character goes that is absolutely something that would be you know it was on a, a kid who's on the spectrum this would be something, but uh Wally can't stand it mm. which at this point is like, okay, thank you for addressing the fact that he is not an absolute mini me because
1: that is not how that works. It's like one of the few times they do that though,
0: yeah. Um, and then he, he tries to, to tell, um, he, he wants to tell, uh, Cassie, and she's like, I need to talk to you outside, so they go all the way outside, um, you know, for reasons, um, and he starts to say, and she, and she's like, I can't, you know, it's, it's, you're, and she thinks that he's trying to say that he's got feelings for her, which I'm guessing by the way she reacts Is something she's been expecting for quite some time and may possibly be receptive to. Mm -hmm. Um, and he of course blows the whole thing by saying, no, that's not what I was trying to say to you. And he says it with such a delivery that is like, how could you think that that's the dumbest thing ever? Yeah. And I'm like, well, you just blew it again, pal. (laughs) Yeah. Because the first thing he should have, he could have said, is like, no, that's, that's absolutely, absolutely a thing. (laughs) Go on that, expand on that, tell her all about that, and then reveal your awful, awful,
1: possibly criminal criminally prosecutable secret now this next part may complicate the previous thing we we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> No, but instead, and then when she's, like, you know, having a moment of, like, oh, no, uh, forget it, no, forget it, nothing, Um, he kind of finds out that she's been seeing, like, Roland, and then he goes into crazy, like, oh, why, what's going on, why are you with Roland, why are you doing that, huh, what, what's going on, he's not that great, what kind of a guy is he, and I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> dude, back the fuck off, you were about to admit that you, you put your jizz, you switched out Patrick, ba- <laughs> Patrick, Patrick, ingredients, Bateman. Patrick Wilson's ingredients for your own, and you're mad that she's seeing a guy? Come on. <laughs> so we go
0: the next day to um, Sebastian's party at a rock climbing uh, facility, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, uh, well, obviously there's there's a bit that's made of it that this is not really the kid's idea. And then what the kid wanted to do made absolute sense from that kid's character. The only thing that really kind of got me was that Jen Aniston, as like the super progressive mom who's telling her kid you know what lesbians are, letting him uh, you know, uh, switch out his pajamas, and then of course stay up to watch all the TV because he has insomnia, Doesn't put her foot down and say, No, he wants to have his party at a birthday party at a kill shelter to guilt his guests into adopting dogs. We're going to have his birthday party
1: at a kill shelter so he can guilt guests into adopting dogs. Yeah, no, she just lets this rock climbing happen. And, yeah. um, and this is where I thought they were going to maybe make Patrick Wilson a, a crazy person, but they are, they instead give that role to like one of his buddies or something. Cause he's like, Hey, Hey, the important part is just to have fun kid. Well, the kid's like stuck on the wall. The one who's running the place. Oh, okay. Well, I thought it was like his buddy too. It could be his buddy, but yeah. I'm
0: pretty sure he's the guy also running the place because he's the one, you know, hanging on to the uh, the safety tether.
1: Yeah, and and then you know eventually Patrick Wilson superhero gets up and gets the kid and he runs straight to uh, Wally and his mom Cassie. Yeah, what uh, <laughs> an ungrateful little bastard! <laughs> he was stuck up on that wall. Yeah. And Roland went up
0: and and got him down. The absolute thing the kid wanted he wanted to come down. And then when he gets down, he basically tells Patrick, uh, his, that, uh, Patrick Wilson or Roland that, uh, your birthday idea sucks. I hate this place and you're stupid. He's like, you little (sighs) motherfucker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but this also leads to another great line from Patrick Wilson. Cause he wants to go like, he's like, I got to talk to you, man. You want to go get a drink or something to Wally? And he's like, all right, fine. And then the scene opens with him saying like, it's the great, he's just describing something. And he's like the greatest place on earth, man, you got to go to Michigan. <laughs> Upper
0: Peninsula. Yeah. Ever been to Michigan? He's like, I went to Detroit once. He's like, ah, oh, no, no. I'm talking about the Upper Peninsula. It's like, which is a really kind of shady, subtle dig at Detroit from the people who wrote this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, he, 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 he The reason why is because he's got a cabin up there that he wants to uh, take. You know, uh, Cassie. And obviously, eventually Sebastian too. So they can just, you know, get away from the city and have have a nice weekend out in the out in the wilderness. Uh, it's on a lake. I'm assuming it's quite beautiful because, it, if we're talking about the same you know kind of place, it's
1: it's essentially Canada. Imagine if this movie suddenly veered off and uh, it was revealed that Patrick Wilson had this cabin with intent to murder. <laughs> He's <was> just bringing <laughs> see. And then they really... Then, then like, he's not... Then, yeah, because then, then Wally's not the worst person no. in the movie. Then the, that's the only way they could have gotten away with making him a worse person. if <laughs> He was yeah. bringing them out there to murder them. <laughs> well, you know, I was upset uh, about you switching out the sperm, but I guess now I should thank you. Holy shit, I'm surprised this incel didn't write that into the script. And I'm certainly glad that
0: the kid is not his kid. Because he, the kid Sebastian, could have been turned out to be a serial killer too. I'm glad he's only a neurotic with possible sp- autism spectrum disorder. Oh boy, so the switch.
1: Yeah, the switch. Oh, <laughs> and this, and yeah, they, they end up heading to the cabin, right? And this is where Jen Aniston calls Jason Bateman, and she's like, "Uh, can you pick up my kid? He has head lice."
0: Right, and um, this happens when he is. Uh, at a f- She calls from, like, a payphone, um, and he is at, like, a framing store because he wants to exchange the frame that he got for Sebastian for a different one because, again,
1: the kid uh, collects frames. Yes, with the pictures that come with them. Because because he gave Which... him a frame that didn't have the picture that came with it, Sebastian was very upset and said, this is a used frame. Take it back. <laughs> um So yeah, we get the whole lice cleaning sequence, Um, which I mean, all of this. I mean, in
0: any other situation, this whole thing—him getting you know close uh, with Sebastian and and doing stuff with him and them growing
1: their bond. It would have been so so sweet if it weren't for the underlying felony, right? It's always just like it's like the devil on your on your shoulder, just like, "Hey, remember how we got here?" And you're like, "No, no way!" Yeah, away. right. <laughs> Get out of here, Lucifer. Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, so the, the life stuff, and then he he. Um, Oh, and then, yeah, the kid goes into this long thing about, like, I keep the frames with the pictures that come with them because of my crazy imagination. This oh,
0: and he wrote an absolute sketchy past for his uncle. I'm not going to lie.
1: <laughs> what does he say again?
0: He said something of the lines that like, you know, the, the he's, like, uh, that um, that he was basically a thief. He he describes his his would be grandfather as you know he knows a lot of stuff and he takes me fly fishing and he's really nice and uh, but when he talks about uh what he what he has this picture of this guy uh that came with the frame and it's his 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 uncle is his dad's younger brother and um he I'm pretty sure he talks about him being uh not only a thief but also either a, a, a either an alcoholic or a drug addict oh at one Jesus. point. Like just it, it's it's a really sketchy background um, for a kid to be writing um, for you
1: know his uncle, at, especially at sex. I, I have a question for you, Nathan. If you walked into a home and you saw now, there's two different situations. I'm going to give you. You either see a picture frame with clearly the picture that came with it when it was purchased.
0: Or right because it's got the brand name and the UPC
1: code. Yeah, or you walk in and you see someone with a picture frame with a picture of their ex-girlfriend signed, aut- autographed. <laughs> what would be weirder? <laughs> that's 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 a hard thing. But
0: I here if okay. So if I'm in the first situation, I'm probably gonna leave as soon as I can because the person that I'm dealing with is legitimately crazy because you know for a fact they've come up with backstories for all these people that are in these frames that they bought um, that still have the brand names and the UPC codes and these are their friends and families and will tell you with the utmost confidence that these are their friends and their family and they love each and every one of them. Mm -hmm. That's unnerving. Uh, They're possibly sociopathic maybe good maybe bad i don't know but i'm not taking my chances if i walk into somebody's house and they got a picture of their girlfriend that's been autographed the girlfriend autographed that picture dude is that your is that your ex-girlfriend yes ex-girlfriend man she must have been nuts why would she give you a picture an autographed picture of her like she was a celebrity i don't know the girl was crazy cool let's go get some beer he's not crazy The girlfriend's crazy, so I know I'm safe. So, yes, Sebastian has been successfully deloused. Mm -hmm. Jennifer Aniston uh, Cassie comes home the next day at breakfast, uh, and Jason Bateman is there with a plastic shower cap because he got a little itchy. You know, obviously, hypochondria. He thinks that he has
1: uh, the lice. Yep, and then he just goes to town again on uh, Roland not being a suitable person because she's like oh you know uh it might be getting serious we might be moving in together and i'm like you don't have an argument here jason bateman no because the guy okay first of all we established seven years ago that he was
0: teaching a class at a university chances are seven years later he's got a few more classes he's teaching so he's a he's a professor at at a college or university Uh, He has there's enough money in his family that he has a cottage on the upper peninsula of Michigan. Um, He can easily afford to do rock climbing as a pastime. Um, So not only is he financially fit, he is also physically fit. He seems like a really nice guy. He took you out for a beer and actually confided some pretty close personal stuff to you. So I would have to say, Jason Bateman, you are the villain in this movie. exactly 100% although I will say this for him um Roland actually calls pancakes flapjacks, which is absolutely a sign of psychosis. oh okay so he's the villain there we go
1: he's absolutely he,
0: he actually probably does have a murder basement in that uh, uh, cabin in uh, upper peninsula of Michigan
1: Sebastian walks across town because he got beat up by a bunch of bullies and he goes to like Wally's house he's like listen I acted crazy and I got my ass kicked So Wally has to, like, bring him home. He shows up at uh, Cassie's house and, uh uh-oh, Roland's going to pop the question. So he's like, well, Mm -hmm. I better ruin this by (laughs) telling her that I'm I'm the seed guy. He wants to tell
0: her before this happens. And, of course, uh, Roland is, he's really gung-ho to do this uh, because, you know, he thinks that, you know, Cassie's the light of his life and... You know he he had a great time uh, that weekend. Things are moving quite swimmingly um, as far as oh, he's concerned, swimmingly. and he, he's got to get this done <laughs> right because of the the ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> so he he kind of takes her into the room. So he's gonna ha- he's gonna do this whole thing in front of uh, his older brothers and his his. I'm guessing it's his mom and his mom and dad are there. Uh, Debbie's there. Um, and he's, he's having this, like, really the speech that he's prepared and stuff. And old Wally's like, I need to talk to you right now. She's like, would you stop it? And he's like, I'm really sorry to do this. Like, this is the one, again, the, the time where he, Roland gets, he gets, uh, gets an apology, I guess. Mm-hmm. But he gets the worst treatment in this movie. Uh, I feel so bad for Roland more than anybody else in this movie. But then Wally just, uh, you know, he spills the beans and um, uh, or seeds, if you will, and uh, and Cassie slaps him across the face and says, "Don't ever talk to us again." Which he got, a, he Which, got a flight. Yeah, right. Like... Well, I just see. I don't know. I don't know what where he would fall at on the the, the schedule of offenses. If it's a misdemeanor, if it's a felony, have we gone past? Uh, the uh, statute of limitations on oh, this Oh I'm just
1: talking about her reaction Like just a slap in the face is a very light A slap in the face and never see <laughs> me again is pretty light mm. Yes that is uh, And and we, we got to get back on Wally's side So we do get that scene of Jeff Goldblum being like Hey I'm proud of you man So we're back on board with Team Wally right? Nope <laughs> Right <laughs> I got, uh,
0: actually, I have a what's this one oh I hear, um, because he, he tries to give this speech, but before he gets, uh, slapped in the face, um, I say, sir, you are no Jerry Maguire.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, because
0: he does try to have this, this big speech about, uh, about her, you know, being like the only one for him and stuff like that. And dude, as soon as you say that, as soon as you essentially say that I got you pregnant without your consent... Oh, you know, all bets are off. You could say you could quote Shakespeare and she'd be like, G, T, F,
1: O. Yeah. (laughs) Goodbye forever. (laughs) Right. Um, But I mean, about five minutes go by and then Cassie comes back and she's like, "Mm, my son really wants you back in his life. And I can't be with Roland because he's not horrible like you are. So we should be a couple. It's been at least a couple of days because he's been drinking booze from a deli. I mean, five minutes in movie time. It's it's very it's a very short amount of time between this that scene and then when they get together.
0: And so apparently now she's 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 cool with it. Okay. No DNA test has been done. No. To make sure. But you know, so and he actually says he actually asked her, "Will you marry marry me?" And she says, "Probably." I was like, "Yeah, that's a that's a
1: fitting end to this movie." But it- just. Probably. I I think you mean the fitting ending is when Jason Bateman narration comes back and he says, Uh, what I'm starting to feel is that the human race isn't a race at all. And I'm like, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on? (laughs) Yeah. And so we kind of flash forward to uh,
0: Sebastian's eighth birthday, which they don't have at a kill shelter. No. um, But they have a picture of a dog who's going to be killed, put on his cake. Uh, And Sebastian refuses to blow out the candles until someone agrees that they will indeed
1: adopt uh, Doug the dog. And Debbie takes the dog. So I'm guessing that dog. So Debbie. Yep. Debbie loves the dog. I was going to say, I'm guessing that dog dies shortly after. (laughs) 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 Um, And that's the switch. That's the switch. So, yep. Nathan, is this movie worth a watch? <laughs> a drunk watch with friends? A t- would you attempt head drama to forget it or avoid Like the Plague? Yeah, just, I'm going to avoid It Like the Plague. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a harsh indictment.
0: It's, well, you know what, man? There's There's so many other better romantic comedies out there, and it's not even a genre that is on the the tippy top of my to-do list when it comes to watching movies. First of all, the the way in in which, you know, the the kid is born is very problematic. It's very much a product of its time. I'll say that. Which is weird cuz it was only 2010. <laughs> it was only 2010. It's hard. It's weird to say that at this but it is. It's at it's that point in time where things were really starting to kind of shift Um, And you would see, like, within the next, you know, year or two, where people would really start to examine... You know, they would have really examined the behaviors of not only Sebastian but Wally, and been like, okay, you know, maybe this guy has like maybe he's on the spectrum, and there's other things, there's underlying things that are going on here that we should be looking at and maybe treating with a little more sensitivity. I mean, you're starting right and you start hard with this movie where they're, they're making fun of not only are they body shaming, but they're making fun of, uh, you know, some dude with Tourette's. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's not the um, it's not the easiest watch to watch in in retrospect, or easiest movie rather to watch in retrospective. Um, this is the first time I'd ever seen it. Oh
1: wow! Okay.
0: You know, we had ended up getting it um, in a, in a pile of DVDs. A friend of ours was they were downsizing. And they were like, "Oh, here's a bunch of movies if you want them, you know, keep them or whatever." And they it was friend of Patty's, so there were a bunch of uh, there were some romantic comedies and stuff in there and. This seemed like a good idea because it was one of those uh, Walmart uh, deals where they, you know, they pump them out at like, you know, five or ten bucks a pop and they they put a special sleeve on it with like a heart at Valentine's Day because, hey, it's a romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. And you watch it, it's kind of a, it's, you know, two or three different turns in this, this movie is a, a, it's like a true crime thriller almost. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it. There's way better romantic comedies if if that's your jam. There's way better ones out there than this one.
1: Um, Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go like a slight step up. I'm just gonna say that I would attempt head trauma to forget it because. I think there's like little elements that I liked. Like I like Patrick Wilson's performance. I think was pretty good. He surprised me in how good his comedic acting was. Nobody's nobody's bad in the movie. That's not the issue. The, no the issue. It's, is it's the definitely plot.
0: it's and it's definitely the writing and the content. The writing, sure. the
1: way it's positioned. Like there's lots of mm-hmm. there's all the issues are there, and it's it's weird. It should feels like it should be like a '90s comedy the way some of it goes down, but. That being said, yeah, um head trauma to forget it is my answer. On that note though, we are going to take a brief break and we will be right back.
0: What were they thinking?
1: And we're back. Yes, yes we are back. Nathan, it's time for the low haiku. What is the low haiku? It's the Lo Haiku,
0: 17 perfect syllables to describe the movie we've just been talking about. And this week, the Lo Haiku is brought to you by Uncle Wally's Limp Crisps. That's right. Tired of crispy chips? Try Uncle Wally's Limp Crisps. They have the best ingredients.
1: Regurgitated in my own mouth. Would you like to begin with your Lo Haiku? I certainly would be more than glad to. Do it in a cup,
0: make a fussy little pup, and be a felon.
1: Premise is icky. Aniston in horror film. It's Jason Rapeman. Very good, very good. Thank you. Ow! Ah! Ah! <sighs> -ah! That is a a statement against Jason Bateman's character. Just want to say that for all...
0: (laughs) Not not the Jason Bateman, who I'm sure is a very fine individual.
1: Uh, But Nathan, we talked about this movie. Boy, did we ever. But what do we always say? Well, we always say... Yeah, so it's not fresh, but people kind of liked it.
0: Yes, it's, uh, it's a squeaky dude. Yeah. Because when we were coming up, well, I told Patty that, no, you got to pick a movie. It's that time of year again. <laughs> and she was like, oh, wait, pick whatever you want. I'm like, no, you need to pick a movie for our podcast. Well, what do you want? You don't get how this works. You know how you you, you pick a Medea movie or something that Brendan has to watch do that well okay and so we start kind of she didn't want to pick a Medea movie because she felt that it was um, it had been done to death and so she uh, we started going through our, our vast collection of DVDs and this one popped out because again the Walmart packaging with the the hearts and stuff like that she goes oh it's it's a love it's a obviously it's like a Valentine's love can we can you do that one? So I popped on the old Rotten Tomatoes, and, uh, yep, 52% with the critics, 44% with the audience. I said, sweetheart, it gets in just under the wire, but it is a rotten movie, and we can absolutely cover it. Is this your pick? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Stephen D. Gray Danis from Decent Films Guide. So I'm guessing this was a left Let's out. gave have a great anus? <laughs> Could you say? Gray Danis. Oh, I thought you said "great
0: anus." That might be like,
1: great. Are you sure this isn't? Are you sure this isn't an audience review? I mean, it could be Stephen D. Great anus. Uh, he says, "On some level, Wally is acting out on his deep feelings, and what he's doing to his quote-unquote friend is a violation of her dignity, not far removed from rape." That was a great comment from a great anus. <laughs> um, Lawrence Boyce of the Baltic Times uh, writes,
0: Bateman and Aniston are fine." But don't have any real chemistry together. Whilst the direction is flat and rather uninteresting, it has the occasional good moment. But the switch fails to push any buttons
1: or indeed pull any switches. Uh, they don't have a lot of chemistry. That's another thing, too. Yeah. They're,
0: even like the, the, the idea that they're supposed to be together at the end, it, to look at them is like, nah, that's a, that's
1: a friend couple if there ever was one. Yeah. Um, Mike Massel from Gone with the Twins says the dialogue is hilarious. Moving swiftly with a prattling Grant Hepburn feel despite a completely unnecessary, nearly unrecognizable voiceover narration. He's comparing this to Cary Grant and Catherine Hepburn. You keep their names out of your mouth. when Talking about this movie. Yeah. This is, this is basically Philadelphia story. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, Alan Hunter of the Daily Express in the UK says Aniston still has a winning way with a comic line uh, about it is re- but although it is really Bateman who carries this film yet even his understated performance is consistently
1: upstage by young Robinson um, alright I got one more it's from Sarah Sluiz Slools might be slools, I can't read today. Of the uh, the Film Journal International, she says uh, a misjudged lightness of tone and a predictable structure neuter the neuroticism and strange maliciousness of this Jennifer Aniston Jason Bateman rom-com.
0: All right, well, my last one is actually
1: from uh, Kurt Loader. Oh, MTV, MTV. Yeah. Do, do you, uh, yeah. Can you? Is the globe behind you right now? Are you on the? It, uh, yeah, it's it's really it's a shame that
0: it, it, the whole visual thing is lost on the podcast. <laughs> um, do women desirous of offspring actually throw I'm getting pregnant parties at which their chosen sperm donor arrives bearing baby juice in a plastic
1: cup? 1 out of 5. Oh, Kurt Loader, going hard. Right. Oh. I didn't know he still I didn't know he like just casually reviewed movies still. I guess that was like 10 years ago though. Let's get into the audience reviews here, Nathan. Let's, let's see what the people are saying. Um first one I get here is from Michelle A and she gives it half a star. Half out of stars? Yeah, half out of stars, sorry. So, Wally is an abuser. There's no such thing as quote-unquote the friend zone. She wanted him as a friend. He wanted more. That doesn't make her evil. Locking your best friend on a balcony at a party to prevent her from speaking to a man she's interested in. Controlling. Lying to said man and suggesting that she's on drugs to scare him away. Manipulative. And switching the sperm sample that your friend was planning on using to have a baby, thus impregnating her without her knowledge with your child. Rape. This movie is beyond offensive. Don't waste your time.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, this person felt differently, although I think they removed their name after several uh, uh, online and social media attacks. Mm. A nice, relaxing, feel-good movie.
1: Mm. Four out of stars. Wrong.
0: (laughs) Signed, 4chan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so this one is a little long, but uh, I, it stuck out to me a lot. Um, it's from Jackson P. Sorry, not, not Jackson Brown this time.
0: Jackson Pollock?
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. He, he, he watched the Switch, and this is how he felt. He gave it one out of stars. Last okay. night... I watched this movie on Netflix. I don't mind an occasional romantic comedy to get some cheap laughs. I saw one with Jennifer Aniston from the 2000s. I figured, why not? At least I can look at Jennifer Aniston's middle-aged, fine-wine-looking ass for an hour 45. I think this is the writer of the film, actually. So this movie was horrendous. The lead across from Jennifer Aniston, who will be abbreviated as Ja was some guy who looked like a loser version of Hugh Grant without the cool British accent. We will call him Huser. Get it? Like loser. For now. Huser was Ja's friend, and Ja wanted to get pregnant. I guess being a single mom is cool. Uh, ja wanted to pick a donor and then squirt it in her cooch with a turkey baster. Jaw picked this... That's not what happens, by the way. Jaw picked this handsome nice guy, No Romo. But Huser didn't like it because he was secretly in love with Ja at the inseminate... You know what? I'm not reading the rest of it. It's horrible. It's just like, that's the whole thing.
0: But the thing is, it's, it's weird because he hates the movie, but he also apparently hates women. Oh, yeah. So, I'm like, good on you for hating the movie, but b- b- bad
1: on you for not hating it for the right reasons. Yeah, I, I like, I can't even... I wrote it all down, but I can't even finish it. It's so horrible. And then, yeah, he basically, like, the whole thing was like, I guess being a single mom is cool. Like, fuck yourself. Mm. Absolutely fuck yourself. One star. Uh, One of the stars.
0: <laughs> One of the stars. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Jennifer J. Uh, wrote, super funny, exciting movie. Dot, 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 dot. Five stars all the way. Five stars. Weird to see that uh,
1: from from a female yeah. um, reviewer. The Switch, super exciting movie. I don't know if that's even the adjective I would use if I liked it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Daniel M. gives it five stars, and he says, A movie full of laughs, starring Jennifer A. I don't know why they need to abbreviate people's names. Like, just write her full fucking name. The, the sarcasm of her best friend, as he aids in the raising of her son, is priceless. He is the first to learn that his night of drunken master, sorry, of drunken masturbation, uh, led to the switching of her thought to be sperm donor, whom she eventually starts a relationship with. The son has the same quirky characteristics as the best friend, Jason Bateman, and the two's bond will cause you to shed tears, along with the funny plot twists mentions. Make this movie a romantic classic. Brandon L. Bra- Brandon Lee from The Crow?
0: Brandon Lee oh, uh, came back from the dead on October 21st, 2017 to write this. Wow. Blatantly obvious and awkward. Two and a half out of stars.
1: But it still gets a five out of ten? <laughs> All right. Um... Okay, I just got two one-line reviews here that killed me. Um, this is from Jackson K. And Jackson gives it half a star and says, Offensive, not funny, reviewed by bunnies, half a star. What? I don't reviewed know. by bunnies? No idea. No idea. Okay. Um, and then Karen H. gives it three out of stars and says, 2014? I started to watch it but then didn't finish. Don't know why her review starts with 2014. But it's funny that she didn't finish, am I right? Eh?
0: Oh. Ah, ah. oh, the ingredients for a good review. Yeah. Uh, my last one here, Lanky Man P writes and I think you kinda we, we we touched on this as well during the whole podcast. The Switch is more of a horror film than a chick
1: flick. Two out of stars. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's definitely more of a horror film. <laughs> Those are the reviews that for the Switch. Um, Nathan, not to yeah. not to steal your question or whatever, but uh, during this whole quarantine, uh, what you watching, Bud?
0: Well, Bud, I recently uh,
1: uh, watched a flick called Beerzilla. <laughs> like a like a Godzilla made entirely of beer.
0: Yes, okay. actually, well, a Godzilla uh, that sprung forth uh, from the consumption of beer. Oh. Now, uh, this was it was free on Tubi. Uh, it's it's definitely a, it's a spoof film, uh, not uh, much in the vein of Airplane or the Naked Gun movies, and is actually done in the vein of Airplane and the Naked Gun movies. Because a lot of people, when they do spoof movies these days, they th- seem to think that I'm just going to make pop culture references for 90 minutes and call it a day. See epic movie, date movie, any of the scary movies past number two. It's the
1: same two fucking guys. Right. Yeah. This is not like that. Uh, what they have
0: done, what they they took, um, you know, tropes from the Godzilla movies and other kaiju movies. Um and made fun of that. The dinosaur, lizard, beast uh, is grown large due to irradiated beer. Um, And some of the other driving comedy bits... Sorry, uh, sorry, the other bits driving the comedy, rather, in the movie um, are more playing on what life was like when, like, the original Godzilla movies were being made, um, how, you know, women weren't seen as equals as far as scientists go, how easily duped, um, you know, uh, people could be. Um, it, this is all done very, very cheaply, which adds to the charm. It's free on Tubi, again. I do highly recommend it. Uh, but I also recommend it highly. <laughs> uh, so an, an inebriant or two and some friends to watch it with uh, would actually increase your enjoying uh, uh, the movie. Uh, but I don't feel it necessary. Um, do check it out. Uh, Beerzilla. It's on Tubi. And um, it's... <laughs> I, I At first, I was like, this is going to be just... I, I It was going to be ridiculous. But I really, really found myself enjoying it uh quite surprisingly. Oh, sorry, sorry guys, sorry. The movie is called Notzilla. I was thinking it was Beerzilla because beer factors heavily into the enjoyment of the movie but also into the plot of the movie. It's called Notzilla. Notzilla.
1: So what have you been watching, bud? What have I been watching? Well, I watched a a fairly new movie. I mean, fairly new in that it came out on Christmas Day. Uh, It's a film called Promising Young Woman and okay. it is a uh, a take on the revenge movie kind of mm-hmm. um it stars carrie mulligan and she uh basically for the first bit of the movie she's going to these bars and like pretending to be kind of drunk on the verge of passing out to see like you know what guy kind of tries to take her home and make his moves on her and then of course she shows them for what they are, like, super rapey. Um, And then you kind of, like, as the movie progresses, you kind of find out, like, what's motivating her to do this and the trauma that she kind of uh, went through or somebody else may have gone through. And then I don't really want to say anything beyond that because it's all about finding out details as you go. Um, But Carrie Mulligan is amazing in it. Uh, Bo Burnham is in it as well. He's also pretty good. But yeah, Promising Young Woman, uh, hearty, hearty recommendation. Uh, I will say um, trigger warning, obviously, because it is, a you know, about touchy subject matter. But it's not done in an exploitive way. It's, this is not like uh, I spit on your grave. You don't see, like, close-ups of, like, you know, horrific imagery. But um, it still deals with some stuff. So, so next week, of course, we are going to do a Patreon pick. Um, and I will uh, give a little hint ski as to what's coming up. Mm-mm-mm. Freestyle meets neighbors with a twist. All right, uh, but now Nathan is Montrose Minkington around to give us a few parting words. Sure, sure. Just one second, okay. Come on in here. Hello, it's good friend
0: Montrose Minkington the third here. I would uh, just like to welcome everybody back to the uh, return to possible sanity uh, in the world as, as things are moving in so far in the right direction for 2021. Um, that being said, this, this is recorded on Inauguration Day, so whatever's happened between now and when this came out, don't blame the chimp. Um, I am, as I said, Montrose Monkington Third, and I would like to invite you all to my YouTube channel, Montrose Monkington TV. Uh, you can be friends with me on Facebook as well, the group Montrose Monkington Third Esquire and Friends. And you can also uh, tweet at me on the Twitter box, uh, at Montrose Third.
1: That's the number three, 3rd. Uh, Thank you. More later. And you can find us all over the uh, interwebs. You can find us on T Public RedBubble. We got some merch there. Uh, you can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash WWTTpodcast. Look for us on all the podcast apps, or you can head to our home base at Age of Radio of Ageofradio.org uh, or you can just go straight to ageofradio.org slash what were they thinking. Um, you can find uh, follow us on Twitter at WWTT Podcast and uh, also WWTT Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Um, but, with all that being said, Nathan, I guess I just have uh, questions for you.
0: You have questions about this movie? Well, alright. Well, let's... Seems nigh perfect, but, uh, shoot. I mean, I have a couple. You go uh, ahead and
1: shoot. Oh, oh. no. Well, let me come over there and uh, <laughs> oh. ask you a question. Uh, well,
0: hopefully I have the,
1: the right ingredients to deal with oh, this. Oh, I hope I don't shoot my load all in one question. In a movie where your protagonist is problematic to say the least hmm In a movie where Patrick Wilson is the villain yet is probably the least problematic person in the movie. Well problematic least problematic male in the movie. Right. And in a movie that people in the comments said was adorable and was funny and Grant Hepburn esque <laughs> I guess I uh I guess I just got asked, yeah. What's that? What were they thinking?
0: But I'm a dream.